0: Welcome to the Media Bricks channel, and today this will be our first video, and today we will be talking about the first phase of the MCU, which is of course the first six movies of the MCU. So um yeah, we'll go ahead and get into this first podcast video, but before we do that, I will have all three of our members introduce themselves, and I am the first member Bricks on Bricks, and I do have a YouTube channel which has around 60 subscribers. So not really a big channel, and if you are watching this and you are not subscribed to my channel or haven't heard of my channel, I would really appreciate you to go check out my channel, and maybe even sub, you know. But yeah, that about does it, and I'll let the Bricklord introduce himself next.
1: Hey guys, I'm the Bricklord and I have a YouTube channel of my own with a few hundred subscribers and I mostly do Lego and Ninjago related content, but I'm definitely a big fan of the MCU, which is why I'm really excited to be here talking about phase one. And yeah, if you guys enjoy the MCU Lego Ninjago stuff, um, I would definitely appreciate a sub to my channel and yeah, I will let Blueberry Comics introduce himself.
2: Hello, I'm Blueberry Comics, and I'm an avid movie fan. I love talking and discussing all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and many more geek topics. So it's uh, MCU Phase 1, right?
0: Correct. So, let's not waste any time and get into the first movie of the MCU as a whole, which is of course the first Iron Man film, and um, yeah, this movie definitely gets us straight into things for the MCU, and it sets up everything. But it's also a good movie on its own, because obviously it doesn't have the weight of the MCU on its shoulders. So it is a great standalone movie
1: as well. Yeah, I mean... uh, Oh, sorry, bricks on bricks.
0: No, 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 it's fine. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, as the movie, it, like, started it all, which it's like, you have to think how far the MCU has come since this movie, which... I mean, as you mentioned, it's a great standalone movie and it's loved by many MCU fans, but then what it also, like, started and trickled down to 10 years later for the entire MCU, it's pretty amazing. So, I mean, I'm definitely excited about this movie.
0: Yeah, this is a, this is really a, a great film. And, and, I mean, just, it's a great film and it, if this film wasn't great, we probably wouldn't have the MCU. If it didn't have a good reception, we probably would not have the
2: MCU we have today. Uh, if you pay close attention, the only scene that teases uh, any of the uh, of the next uh, MCU films is a, a post credit scene. And so the problem with many of the other uh, universes, like the Dark Universe, they just take so much time to tease the next movies and put aster that they forget that they have to make the first movie uh, good. And it's something that the MCU uh, definitely achieved with Iron Man. I think it's a great standalone, uh, as you previously mentioned. And uh, it's a very underrated movie.
0: Yes, it is underrated. I mean, but one thing I'll say is I'm I'm not really the biggest fan of the movie. I mean, I think it's a great movie for sure, but it's just not as good as some people say it is, in my personal opinion
1: yeah i mean i think it's a good movie is it one of the absolute best uh, it's up there but i think that the only reason i would say that it's not one of the for sure best and it's not a major suffering point is it is just a standalone movie it's not one of the massive team-built movies that we got later which is the only thing for me that holds it back a little bit from the tippy top but Overall, it is really a great movie. And talking about like the tease at the end, I remember that, you know, back when this movie first came out, there was people always saying, oh, you everybody like when you go watch this, you need to sit in the theater and wait till the post credit scene. People were like, oh, there's nothing at the end of the post credit scene. You know, there never had been really up until the MCU started doing that. And it was a real change that then it's something that now a lot of movies try to do. So it inspired something new in that sense as well.
2: Yeah, for sure, I think you're right. And uh, it is one of the more most uh, influential films of the last 20 years. And um, uh, for to me, at least the uh, the only con I can think of is the villain. I don't think he's the best, but he's definitely not uh, one of the worst because, well, the MCU has had a lot of not so great villains. But overall, I think it, it is in my top 10 uh, favorite MCU movies.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a great film. But I will, ass- I will say that the villain, he is a bit, you know, he's not the most unique villain. He doesn't have the best motives or most unique motives. And I mean, overall, I could kind of see the twist coming that he was the villain of the movie. I just could because it's like he just seemed like he, there was something you know, behind his facade.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah.
0: He was kind of a shady guy, so it's, like, not really surprising to see, you know, the twist. But I will say that um, before we go all crazy, you know, in different parts of the movie, let's just talk about the beginning of the movie, you know, the first scene in the MCU, which is, you know, obviously we have Tony Stark. He's in this vehicle with these, um, you know army soldiers, and um yeah, I mean, it kind of just opens with this suspenseful scene, and then suddenly, you know, the uh, vehicle just basically blows up, and um yeah, but then right after that, we get a flashback, pretty much, it's like, uh, I don't remember the exact amount of hours, but it's some amount of hours earlier,
1: so. Yeah, I don't remember, I want to say it was like, I don't know, five to eight, I don't remember, hours six, earlier. I think it was 12. Or was it 12, I don't know.
0: Uh-huh. I thought it was 16, but...
1: Maybe it was. I don't know. I guess everybody watching, regardless, it was, you know, many hours before the flashback. But, anyways.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. It, the hour, yeah, but anyway. I mean, it's a great opening to a movie, you know, especially because we hadn't seen any... Like, this was the first, um, you know, MCU superhero movie. The only crazy superhero movie that the way for this I think was the Raimi trilogy that was one of the main movies that definitely paved
2: the way for the MCU that
0: trilogy wasn't
2: and the and the uh, three first X-Men movies yeah and, and the three and the, three and first the, and the Christopher Nolan uh, uh, Dark Knight trilogy well yeah that was DC but, but it, it,
0: for it, Marvel for Marvel it's yeah for I Marvel
2: uh, it was Sam Raimi and um, and the X-Men
0: yes I I think that, yeah, I will definitely say this movie was the first film to really, you know, get into, you know, I guess, set up, you know, a story that was much bigger than just the character itself. This is one of the first films to really set that up.
1: Exactly, And then another thing with like, you know, and the thing about this movie that where it took some inspiration from like the Ramy stuff, but the good thing about this movie is it jumped right into the action. There wasn't like a drawn out, like we have 30 minutes of like boring, you know, to sit through before we get anything. It jumps right into Tony being in the vehicle with the soldiers. And then, you know, Tony's geeking out and they're having fun and selfie, you know, picturing with their phones and stuff and then bam they get hit and attacked and ambushed and so it gets right to the point which is great and i think that it's something that many films could take and learn from this is getting to the point right away and not dragging out stuff too long
2: yeah, yeah. i definitely agree that the inciting incident happened uh, fairly early in the movie and that was a uh, Definitely a positive. And before we continue with the plot, I just want to mention how incredible Robert Johnny Jr. is as Iron Man. I mean, right now, he is Iron Man. Exactly.
1: I mean, oh my gosh, what a perfect casting choice for uh, RDJ. For I mean, it, it, it was amazing. You know, there there's no way I could envision anybody else doing that type of character. I mean, it, it is the best choice we could have had. And... It's just amazing how funny and quirky he is, and he brings so much life to that character. So, yeah, it's definitely great.
0: Um, and now I'm going to talk about some of these supporting characters as well before we really get into the plot, because um, the supporting characters do have decent roles in this film. Number one, we have uh, um, we have Rody, you know, uh, James Rhodes,
3: um, the James Rody. Uh, I forget what's his exact name. I just call him um,
1: War Machine, right? I mean, yeah.
3: James Rhodes is his actual yeah.
1: name.
0: You know, he doesn't become War Machine until later. But really, getting into him, he's a really great side character in this film. But one thing is, after this film, he was recast. And this, yeah, movie,
1: uh, um, yeah, yeah, and the re- and I don't know if you guys know, but the reason he was recast is because. Um, I forget what was the actor's name. Oh, I'm totally slipping my mind. But he wanted more money, and then that's when they recast for Iron Man 2, so.
0: You know what I gotta say? I do have to say, I kind of think this actor was generally a better actor than Don Cheadle at first. I mean, Don Cheadle's probably better now as War Machine, and I think in the coming Armor War show, he'll definitely, you know, maybe be even better. And he had great moments in Avengers Endgame. But I will say that, like, At the beginning, I definitely think that Don Cheadle was a bit of a downgrade from this first actor.
1: Yeah, I I totally see what you're saying. I think it took a minute to get used to Don Cheadle, but I think overall it was the better choice, so.
2: Yeah, it was. And then. I think. Yeah. All
0: right. No, no. Go ahead. What were you saying?
2: uh, Oh, sorry. I think that the only other time that they recast their character is. Uh, Edward Norton as Incredible Hulk. He was in the first movie, and then uh, they recasted him, the yeah. character. Because, yeah, I, I think that was uh, also a a good choice.
0: All right, and talking about the other big side character in this film, that is, of Pepper. course, uh, yeah, Pepper Potts. And um, she's a pretty decent love interest, you know, um... Really, for these superhero movies, we didn't really. The only big love interest we had before this was, of course, Mary Jane in the original Raimi trilogy, and so um, I think they Andrew, did this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry.
0: And they did. I, I think they own. did Yeah, and I think they did this setting up pretty decently. You know, because they didn't go crazy with the relationship in this film. They just kind of set it up, and you know, to see where it would go. In the next two movies and the remainder of the MCU as a whole, really.
1: Yeah.
0: So for nothing sure. crazy with their relationship, but I will say her casting the casting for that character was great as well. I mean the casting for a lot of characters in this film was a real was really good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I also uh don't don't see a lot of people talking about uh Jensen, who was uh at least Uh, In my opinion, he was one of the best side characters. And And, that's uh, actually
1: what I was just about to get to, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, Yensen definitely that whole, the whole Ten Rings scenes, getting back which set up for Shang-Chi, of course, all the way back in phase one, we literally set up something for a movie in phase four
1: which is pretty interesting to, uh, that we really set up so much stuff that they basically got started right from the get-go and were setting up things that they weren't sure. Because, you know, nobody really knew if this movie was going to be a success right when it was released, so they had planned to set up stuff, and if it would have flopped, oh, well, we just wouldn't have gotten stuff. But seeing as it was as successful as it was, then that means we get stuff that is now coming out almost over 10 or over 10 years later here in phase four, so.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Jensen, I mean, the whole cave sequence was a really good sequence to open up the film and set up everything, you know, and, you know, we have, you know, Stark getting injured and, you know, he, and you know Jensen helping him put that, get that thing, the electromagnet inside of his chest, of course, before, you know, he, of course, would have died without it. And that's pretty... You know, pretty important for the movie as a
1: whole. For the whole MCU. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, just Yinsen as a whole. Like, you have to think if Yinsen wasn't such an amazing side character and saved Iron Man, we would not really have had the rest of the MCU in a way. Yeah, it's it's true, so... And, I mean, and Jensen was just such an awesome, like, such a good-hearted character. He was just willing to make sure that Tony could escape so Tony could live to basically correct everything that was happening, which is just, it's so good. He was just such an amazing character. Yeah,
3: I mean... Uh, it I'm- was
0: definitely one of the
2: most uh, wholesome sequences of the film. Yeah,
0: and without Jensen, uh, Tony wouldn't have you know, thought about how to correct all the weapons that he was making. Yeah. Which, you know, really were not, were not good, and, um, you know, kind of paved the way for, you know, what happens later in the
1: film with the big reveal with Obadiah Stane. But, anyway. And honestly, Yinsen, like, helping Tony realize, like, the mistakes he made, really actually builds Tony's character throughout the entirety of the MCU, let alone not even just this movie, so... It, it really plays a, such an important role.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, after this, of course, Tony returns to New York. And, um, you know, Obadiah stain is not very happy that he's not into the whole weapon thing anymore.
1: If, if you, no kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, the, like the cheeseburger thing.
3: Oh, yes.
0: What do you want? An American cheeseburger.
3: Cheeseburger.
0: (laughs) Dang right, I would. (laughs) Referenced all the way back into, you know, Endgame.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's the first thing his daughter wants after, you know, the funeral? Well, a cheeseburger.
1: I want a cheeseburger. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, great. Another thing that literally paves the way for movies way down the line. I mean, this movie is just a really great setup film. But, you know, of course, we have Tony, you know, creating all of his suits, of course, as well in this film. And, I mean, how many... I think there, there's three suits in this film. We have Mark One, Mark Two, and Mark III. And uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I think you're correct.
0: Mark I is the one he makes in the cave, and then Mark Two is pretty much the first one that really gives us the mold of what the Iron Man suit would look like, but the color wasn't there... And the Mark Three yeah. is really what sets up all the other Iron Man suits to come. And yeah, that's definitely pretty...
1: The whole suit sequence was just so like great, you know, like after then Tony gets back, then he finally is like, okay, I'm going to start working on these suits. And he starts making like the gloves and the boots and doing all these tests and just the test fails were hilarious. It was such a, just a hilarious, funny scene. It was so enjoyable to like, they made a scene that could have been so potentially boring watching a guy just build stuff. To make it hilarious, as hilarious as they did just makes it all the better.
0: And, I mean, honestly, without the, you know, that, those sequences being good in this film, they obviously probably wouldn't have put those scenes in Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3. Yeah. We got other scenes uh, in those movies, of course. But, obviously, Jensen obviously sacrificed himself earlier, which that was another great thing for his character.
2: Yeah, and uh, you mentioned how good this movie uh, set up the whole MCU, but if none of the other movies came out, I think this would have been a great standalone. Like, nobody would have complained that uh, it ended on a cliffhanger or something like that. And uh, also another thing that I really like is how, like, in the flashback, Tony is a villain. He's an anti-hero He's very annoying, and but they managed to turn him into a hero uh, so uh, good and quickly that uh, Greenlander also tried to do this, but they failed uh, with uh, uh, with uh, uh, I forget his name with uh, Ryan Reynolds. But uh, and uh, I think Tony was a better version of the annoying millionaire who became. Um, a hero.
0: Um, well, the Green Lantern movie didn't come out till 2011,
2: I think. Yeah, so, and so uh, really... they tried to do the same formula, but I think they failed. Like, it's universally known that Green Lantern isn't the best film ever.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then another thing is like, the first sequence where Tony you know, goes ahead and um,
2: saves people.
0: Definitely a really great sequence in the film.
2: He yeah, you mean, you mean, you mean where, uh, yeah, I'm, what, I'm, I'm picturing it right now. Yeah, I know, yeah.
1: Afghanistan and yeah, with his Mark III suit and then uh, save the civilians.
2: Yeah, that's the scene I'm talking about. And there's, like, the explosion and he, uh, and there's a slow motion scene where he leaves. That's such an iconic scene.
0: Yeah, and then, obviously, um, soon after, you know, we get the whole thing where, um, he talks with Obadiah Stane and, you know, they're eating pizza, like, straight up the food in this film, bro. Yeah. yeah. The pizza, Is it, refer- reference to Rami films, honestly, I'd say yeah. with the pizza scene.
2: Yeah, pizza but, time. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Thinking of Stane, uh, though, like, then also we get here then later where um, like Obadiah Stane is trying to have his scientists recreate the mini arc reactor that Tony made, which, you know, we get that scene where he's like the, the scientists say, well, it's not possible. And he's like, you know, Tony Stark built this in the cave with a box of scraps like you idiots. I mean, that scene was just great. I mean.
0: And another setup thing for this film that is a scene that it's called back to in Spider-Man: Far From Home.
1: Yeah, because that yeah. scientist ended up reappearing, and it was just so great, so great.
0: I mean, this film literally has setups for this phase, phase three, and even phase four, and phase two. And
2: uh, this uh, scene uh, shows that Tony doesn't just rely on his wealth. But his ability and how uh, smart he is. So uh, this, like every scene, uh, adds up to the story.
0: Yeah, and it 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 really does. And another thing, so like the final battle of this film really is not talked about that much. The final battle. Yeah, I
2: I think the the third act is definitely the weakest part of the movie. Uh, The first two are much better. uh, I think the first
0: act honestly might be my favorite act. Yeah, yeah. I I
1: mean, of course, the first act is probably the best. I mean, I think for me, it's a toss up between the second and third, because I think the third act is kind of underrated. I mean, is it the like most intense MCU battle? Obviously not. But I think what makes this better for a final battle is just the personal stakes between Obadiah Stane and Tony. And how Stain just basically rips off Tony's idea and tries to use it to basically murder him and get him out of the way, which is kind of interesting in that sense for me personally.
2: Yeah, just and, uh, like Marvel did with Lucas. Uh,
3: yeah,
0: kind of true. <laughs> yeah. But um, the final battle is pretty good in its own right. It's just we've had way better final battles and the final battle is... Not really the best part of the film by any means.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's fine for what it is. Uh, the I like the part in the final battle which actually calls back to earlier in the movie when Tony was testing his suit and he went up too high in altitude and it started to freeze over. Then I like how in the final battle that happens to Stain's Iron Armor, Ironmonger armor, because Stain just, you know, cuts corners and stuff, and Iron Man actually took the time to figure that stuff out and gives him the edge over Stain And then, you know, the arc reactor as well. Mm, I like that explosion.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. So I think that we've probably talked about enough... For this film, of course, we've already talked about the post credit scene with Nick Fury, of course, and um, great setup. And so, let's go ahead and go into the second film of the MCU, The Incredible Hulk.
2: Yes. Uh, This is one of uh, the... I I don't remember much of this film, so uh, I can't uh, discuss uh, many things about it, but... from what I remember, I think I liked Abomination and his um, and, and uh, his actor, but I don't know. I just don't remember. I, I watched it like three years ago, and then uh, I haven't rewatched it since.
3: Yeah, so yeah I
1: mean, I- so as far as this movie, it's it's a lot of people call this the black sheep of the MCU, which. Uh, I would say mm, it, it, I see why. I don't think it's as terrible as people make it out to be. There's you actually
2: know, it's not a of number of
1: things. Because,
2: um, because like many people don't uh, don't actually know that it's part of the MCU has a different actor. But uh, yeah, yeah okay. I agree. It's not the worst movie.
1: I don't think it's the worst movie, and I I totally agree with what you're saying. I think another reason that people like black sheep it and forget it's part of the MCU is the switch from Norton to Ruffalo after this movie, and it was a case of Norton I think wanted more money and didn't want to follow the MCU story, so they're like, nope, you're out, Norton, and they got Ruffalo. So
0: it's kind of funny the the motives for why the actors decided to you know the motives for the actors that caused them to you know leave. The uh, MCU cast is some similar motives to actual villains in the MCU. <laughs> oh, right.
2: Yeah, if they actually stayed and, you know, they were, uh, they agreed to the contract with uh, how much money they they gained, I think they would have become so much uh, more famous because, well, no, I don't think anybody talks about Edward Norton in comparison with Mark Ruffalo, who is like an iconic character and actor. Uh, because of the MCU, to be honest. So,
0: that's, yeah, that's definitely, definitely true. But, basically, the opening scene of this film is like a montage about the experiment with the gamma radiation, which is kind of... I feel like it's a missed opportunity. They could have actually shown, you know... Um Bruce Banner actually becoming the Hulk in this film, but they just decided to just montage it pretty much.
1: Well, and I, I see what you're saying, <laughs> that it's a missed opportunity, but you have to think that before this movie there was a Hulk movie. I wanna say it came out a few years before 2003, this one. Two
3: thousand three. Years
1: before. Yeah, okay. So it came out in two thousand three. And then you have to think before that even there was the entire television series back in the day that they always showed the gamma radiation scene and everything. So it was a very overused scene. So for them to basically montage it, I think was the better option because that would have been at least a 20, 20, 30 minutes worth of the movie. If they would have gone that route to reshow an origin story that many people have already known.
2: Which... Actually, That's I actually the... agree. With, uh, you Rick Lauren. Um, Yeah, I think it was the best and uh, smartest option. And uh, I agree that uh, it it would have been, like, 20 minutes. Not useless, but like you said, uh, many had already seen it. And so, uh, yeah, I agree. All right.
0: And, um, obviously, we also do have another, you know, there's kind of another uh, kind of romance thing going on in this movie with... uh, I guess the Betty character and Bruce Banner, which really, uh, Betty Ross, I think. It, yeah, Betty Ross. Is yeah. Kind of, uh, General Ross. And really, I mean, not really anything crazy or anything anywhere close to as good as, say, Tony and Pepper's relationship.
1: It's still but good,
0: though. It's it, still it's good, still,
1: It was fine. It, it was good, but it just wasn't anything that they carried out later. So it just is kind of, eh. It's a very, like, just you know, it was a one off and it's just not there anymore. So,
2: yeah, um, after after the uh, the this movie, they I don't think they've ever mentioned like Barry Ross as a character.
1: No, they Mm -hmm. the only the only returning character from this movie that ever has shown up again was General Ross,
0: yeah, no, an abomination,
3: and
1: And yeah,
3: uh, well.
2: yeah. I actually so, haven't watched uh, uh, Shang-Chi.
0: All right. Well, if, I, I understand, like, if you guys haven't seen, I probably would catch more of the references to this film. But very interesting. Literally, the first two films of the MCU are both, you know, both foreshadow one of the most recent ones. So kind of interesting. But anyway,
1: yeah.
0: we won't really go through the plot on this one just because it's a more...
1: You know, it's, it's, a like- pretty, it's a kind of a yeah. more slow movie, this one. Like, you know, as far as, like, the plot, I mean, I could run through this plot really quick. He works in a bottling factory early on. I do like that scene where his blood ends up in one of the soda bottles and then our nice Stan Lee cameo where Stan drinks it. Dang. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, th- then, of course, you know, Ross tries to send soldiers after Banner, and that's where we get introduced to Blotsky, who mm. is like totally obsessed with the Hulk's power after seeing him for the first time. Which then his, his ultimate goal is to just hunt down the Hulk, which then later Ross gives him the super soldier serum, which is interesting. I, I, it's funny that we got our first look at that before we ever even got Captain America.
0: Yeah. And uh when they come after him they they kill the dog.
1: Mhm. The, every movie you
0: the see, every movie
1: killing off the oh, dog is Oh man, you can you can't kill off yeah. the dogs, people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, but seriously though, every time I see a dog in a movie, I'm just anticipating for it to die at this point. I'm just like it's going to die. It's okay. a dog.
1: Yeah, the whole, but I guess thinking back to the super soldier serum scene, though, oh my gosh, was it a little painful just seeing Blosky get those needles, like, in his back, though, out, um, but then I love how after he gets that, he thinks he's all high and mighty when the Hulk, with the Hulk fight at the university, and then the Hulk ends up, like, smacking him into a tree by the end of that fight, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: And yeah.
0: I, mean, right. I think we're going to, you know, I mean, one of the big things in this film that's memorable, you know, one of the only things from this film that's memorable is the final battle between the, between the Abomination and the Hulk, of course. And yeah. I think it's a pretty good and very underrated scene. The CGI is pretty great.
1: Yeah, it really yeah. is a pretty good final battle. And, like, even actually and right before that, though, the only thing I want to mention right before that is how Abomination becomes Abomination because he ends up going to where Dr. – what was it? Dr. Blue, wasn't it? Or was that his yeah, name, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah Dr. Blue, like, Banner visits him, and then Blotsky ends up invading later and then wants him to give him Hulk's blood to turn him into the Hulk, which – then blue is like, uh, you know, you already looks like you're, you got something in you already. It could be an abomination, and then, bam, he's
3: born. <laughs> so,
1: and I definitely, I definitely like the abomination. It's such a menacing, just evil type of villainous creature that it was just a perfect villain for the Hulk.
2: Uh, yeah, and I think the final battle in this film was actually better than in Iron Man. Although I uh, personally prefer uh, Iron Man as a whole, uh, I think it's better than Incredible Hulk. But the final battle was better, and the CGI, as you said, for two thousand eight was great. Like many movies come out this year, and they're not as uh, they don't have as good as a CGI, and they have the same uh, budget because obviously. Uh, budget has to be mentioned
1: yeah but i mean yeah like you said i think the final battle was really great i mean cgi was good and just the whole like they it wasn't in a major climactic thing it was they were just smacking each other in the streets of the city and polk ended up like using some cars as boxing gloves which was just very comedic and they smashed some buildings and then eventually the police and some soldiers came and were shooting at them and it was just very just entertaining and just very punchy and smacking and beating everything up kind of final battle, which was a nice change from some other final battles that we've seen in movies, you know, before this, so.
2: Yeah, and uh, the atmosphere was also uh, pretty good. Like, I remember the fires around the city, and, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great uh, final battle and one of the most underrated in the whole MCU. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah,
0: and then forget to mention this film i think has a post-credit scene that's also arguably rivals the one from iron man because we have the hulk also tying into the whole team thing and we have tony stark paying a nice old visit to general ross at a bar that he knows about hulk
3: and
2: he wants to recruit him for a team
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah
2: i feel like all if you if one uh, takes all the post-credits together I think it makes one uh, pretty entertaining um short film. Like it would be fun if you watched all the post scenes together and see how uh, it connects all the movies. And it was one of the smartest ways that they could possibly uh, they could possibly tie old movies without um, feeling jarring in the movie uh, just to pull uh, to pull away from the plot just to set up the next films. I think the the dcu definitely suffered suffered from this
0: yeah it yeah it definitely it definitely does for sure
1: well and yeah like you said i like how it was such a good way of tying like that's the way the mcu tied a lot of movies together early on was just the post-credit scene and it wasn't where oh they purposely you know bring in iron man into the hulk movie just so they could tie the movies together you know it's just a small post-credit scene that is like hey these movies are linked, but it doesn't infringe upon the entire plot of the movie.
3: And, and using
0: that as an as a way to transition to the next film, which unfortunately the next movie has a problem with trying to set up future ones. And, and
3: that movie is of course Iron Man 2. What we do are to I would like to mention uh incredible hulk uh, and her- uh, has he returned? I you Uh seen them present? because I've been left brief uh, films outside. Uh, uh, I don't know, like black woman in the like there. I don't remember it, but seriously, <laughs> okay. why but, but anyway, but anyway, I don't, I don't know about that for sure, but. Let's keep going, ahead and, and, going ahead and getting yes. into Iron Man 2. I'm going to, um, you know, this film is definitely nowhere near as good as the first one.
1: It's and, bad. It's terrible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely not great. See, I, to be honest with anybody, I have seen, like, film in its entirety all the way through probably almost a decade because I don't care about watch this uh, track. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I can't, can't remember every little, little detail until a whole
3: lot from the film, so it'll be almost up to you two. <laughs> um, I mean, you gotta, yeah, wait, have you seen this since the theater? Because this film technically came out. Um, I am not am sure I haven't seen it since then. Well,
1: uh, just, at least not all the way through. I've seen like bits and pieces, but I don't think I've actually that done watched all the way through since then, so.
3: Well, it's a very boring film to watch. It's no just, kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm just watching it. I'm just like I'm just
0: pausing it constantly. I'm like, bro, oh dang, it's only an hour. I'm just like, come on, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a it's like a lot like watching paint dry. It's boring. It there's very few scenes that are actually you know. You know, slightly memorable, like, no you know, one, one scene that's pretty relatively memorable is the Formula 1 e scene, scene where Whiplash shows up and plays his Formula 1 car. That's a good scene, but, you know, those kinds of scenes are very far between this movie. Well, one thing
3: yeah.
0: I want to say about this film is I, I think, I feel like one of What if episodes have made this
3: better. I do if any of you guys touched out, it, but What If there is a, a scene in this film where um you know there's an that Natasha gives Tony and sick Well
0: in I in the what if series basically she uses that except it kills him because someone messed with that won't really talk about anything else. But I like how it that, that what if really tied into this film. Because I mean I just that really worked for me and um, I think that was a good way to tie Iron into, into the, the what if series. And another thing, since we mentioned talk she is a very good side of character
3: in this film. I, definitely...
2: I I have to agree here. I didn't particularly like her in this film. I thought she was much better. And, uh, and understand when we talk about uh, that movie, oh, you no, know, uh, hold on, we will talk about it. And uh, but I, in this movie. I don't like her a lot. And, uh,
3: uh, um, as you previously mentioned, the one scene it is one of my favorite in the movie. And uh, uh, unpopularly, but the the,
2: mar- the the suit that he wears in um, uh, in, the, in the scene uh, it's it's actually my favorite part of the Infinity War one. And so, but doesn't hmm. a make a sense. Like, why was he driving? Was was he in the Formula uh, in the Formula One uh, race? I, I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't remember if they gave an explanation. But uh, I mean, I I don't I, I don't.
0: It ties in with Justin Ambrose, Which another thing, the villains in this film are kind of mad.
3: I do. They suck. Like, no, no, kidding.
0: I mean. Justin Hammer's not too bad. Justin Hammer's pretty good, but Justin Hammer is not the main villain. He's only a secondary villain.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Vanko was better in the first set, but then they definitely screwed. Uh, they definitely. Uh, I don't. They. It was kind of messy, and with all the like in the final battle, there were so many suits and
3: different armors that uh, was weird, and then I didn't like the final battle. It
2: was it was uh, one of the worst. Uh one of the worst uh, battles and uh, overall the third act uh that was very um very weak yeah. yeah
0: i mean honestly this film just introduced so much stuff and so many new characters that's like there's a lot of stuff we had to talk about but it's like none of the stuff is particularly enjoyable to me
1: yeah, yeah. I, got yeah. Like, yeah. I guess the thing. Isn't this, because this is the first time that Black Widow's introduced, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And Isn't this where Tony and, um, oh crap, um, I'm forgetting his name. Um, his, um, oh my god, he slipped in my mind. From oh, Spider-Man yeah. and,
0: Happy. Um,
1: Happy. God, why can't I Happy? remember that? Thank
0: well, you. Happy was in the first
1: i know isn't this though where in isn't in this movie where happy and tony are boxing and then natasha shows up right yeah (laughs) yeah i love that scene Yeah, because then it was hilarious where natasha totally wrecked him and then after she walks off the mat then tony says to pepper i want one like i love that scene
2: Uh, i think it's so funny
3: isn't Happy yeah.
2: played by uh, John Favreau? Yeah. Yes.
3: Although, bro, another
0: thing Isn't I, I remember. Yeah, oh yeah, he is. Oh yeah, you mean he was involved with the making of The Mandalorian, if you're in.
3: Yeah, and,
0: and
2: Iron Man, I think.
0: Yeah. At least at yeah,
2: first. Movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was.
0: And, of course, Happy will be in No Way Home.
2: Yeah. Of course. I think he's a... He's a... Uh, John Favreau is is a pretty good act, as actor as an actor. Like he he's a great
1: like writer and actor. He he's the best of both worlds. It it's really yeah. good. Yeah,
0: it is for sure. Um, and another character that I mean appears in this film because let's be honest, we don't need to say anything about Whiplash. He's so boring. Exactly. And I mean, Justin Hammer. I really said all I wanted to say. He's he's got a nice charisma to him. He's got a nice personality, but like. Overall, they did not do enough with him, and I hope Armor Wars is going to be the next time we see Justin Hammer, because that'd be a pretty cool... He might be a good villain in Armor Wars.
2: And they might give him more time to shine and a bit of a backstory. Yeah, for sure.
0: And um, another thing I'll say is this is the first film where um, Don Cheadle played um, James Rhodes or War Machine, and this is the first film where um you know obviously he suits up because we have the whole party scene where tony gets drunk and pees in his suit pretty much
3: yeah 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 and
0: obviously we have a uh, war machine showing up kind of wrecking the party and they battle and he steals a suit and basically gives it to the army and he's kind of under the army i guess from
2: yeah i think he became like or
1: patriot or something like that. I don't remember his yeah, name. Yeah,
2: that that's Iron Man three. That's Iron Man three. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Basically, Billy steals this suit from Iron Man and gives it to the military so the military make the warish outfit yeah. or oh, make okay. a better war the outfit, I guess.
0: I mean, overall, like this film
1: really—it's trash. No, I'm kidding, but you know, I
0: mean, you—you
3: you, you you don't of... like this film. Doing yeah. this for
0: I mean it Is it stress or is it not? I I will say one I, thing, some things I like is I like how it develops his relationship
3: with his father. That's
2: yeah, true. that that was uh, that was great. I remember watching it like years ago and I definitely remember the scene where like uh, he said my
1: greatest appreciation you was it was it on this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was that, good was, good. that was a great moment. Yeah, that was a good moment. I definitely will agree that that was a, another pretty good thing to come out of this film. But as I said, they're few and far between in this one.
0: And I will definitely agree that this film has lots of problems, like we keep saying. But it's not unwatchable. It's boring, but I do not say, I would not say it's unwatchable.
2: Eh, well, you know. Uh, I think yeah. Uh, um, I think um, the first two uh, films of the MCU were better, but I agree it is watchable, and uh, I mean you can enjoy it maybe like, but it's not a high quality film.
0: No, no, it's not high quality. Uh, and, and, I mean, another thing I'll say is, like, the whole government thing, government's trying to take Tony's seats away, like, think I keep thinking of random plots that show up in this film in my head over and over again that barely connect to each other. Yeah. I mean, like, also, we get, we get strawberry. I mean, we got, we got more food references. We got the strawberry scene.
3: When he,
2: oh, he eats, he brings the burgers and, and, uh, and,
1: and the I, mean, one
0: thing I like about Robert Downey Jr. is that he just has food on set as some joke. Well,
1: <laughs> that, yeah. was a big thing in, that was a big thing in The Avengers, which we could talk about later. But yeah, yeah. I like Robert Downey Jr. and food.
0: I mean, no, but in all, like, in the first two Iron Man films, like, there's big moments food. We got cheeseburger, we got pizza, we got strawberries and mean. like... <laughs> Yeah, we got like in every film you probably find some small reference to some sort of food. That you send. Some of them are like like in the in the first 100 films, very obvious with the food references there. But overall, I think we don't really have too much else to say about this movie. It's mediocre. It's probably, I mean, I might say I just the one thing I'll say is it's more. I find it slightly more. I mean, the Incredible Hulk is. Is like the black sheep of the MCU, but it has lots of great, you know, character moments when you look into it. This film, on the other hand, is just like a crumbled mess. But I find it just a bit more, I guess, fun than the Incredible I I Hulk. A I, very I, serious film. This
1: yeah, film, I mean, I know people said you said that the Incredible Hulk's the black sheep, but I feel like this is honestly more of a black sheep of the MCU than the Incredible Hulk is.
0: Yeah, but yet this film matters the MCU. And the other film
3: really or, doesn't. It it does because it sets up something of theory, mystery, something I mean more. I mean, can probably understand what's going on with the watching like, Yeah honestly, like to, uh, the only the only thing I would say that
1: why this film has an edge and more important more importantly incredible hook is the characters like the whole film doesn't matter the only thing that's important that you could that pulls out of this film is the characters otherwise the rest of this film is absolutely like and and read about the villain characters too like the only important thing that you can pull out of this film is literally the hero characters that carry on into other films. The rest of this film, including the villains, is absolutely useless to the rest of the MCU. And
3: and I really agree. I just
0: find this film slightly more enjoyable to watch The Incredible Hulk. I mean, not to say that I do pause quite a bit when I'm watching it. I will say the few times I have watched it, I had to pause it at the one hour mark just because I was bored. And I mean, and I didn't do that with The Incredible Hulk when I was watching it, but The Incredible Hulk is boring to me as well.
3: But, like, if the movies made, it's kind of like it starts for the whole out before. Well, film. Be well, so, um, I, if you take all the extra chunk out of this film, you can see film that, you know, really is definitely more entertaining watch. But because of all the fuck, you just, you can barely see it. Yeah. reason yeah. that's more, uh, watchable than the incredible hulk is because it's more popular like Iron Man is like it, even if um was an incredible hulk, Iron Man is still uh, much more um, he's he's more uh, he, he, you can watch Iron Man and you can relax like oh Janet uh, such a dramatic actor that I think he got with the movie just because he's in it. Which is true. I'm really, um, that's probably all I've got to say about the I think we're gonna go ahead and go Thor. Which, um, this is completely different than the other very mythical, you know, talk about more characters. It was different compared to the rest of Phase One. It was a very different style, a very different take on everything. It was so utterly people that, you know, of course they connected us to, like, late the film,
1: but the, the beginning it was very standalone in a way, and we weren't sure where they were going with it there.
3: I mean, honestly, Chris Hemsworth,
0: is a really great actor, and
1: he yes really he is. More.
0: And I mean,
3: Tom, though, in my opinion, Tom Hiddleston is as low as he always. Yeah, does. I don't
1: know. I mean, definitely this film. I think Hiddleston had better performances in the MCU as it went on, but not to say that he started a bad or anything. But a film needs to be
3: I mean, and the whole. Thought with the Prashanth, which is kind of put to the side at times, is also really interesting. I really like the concept of you know, Asgard and, and the, uh, all the realms that i really interesting to me. All this mythology that we get for As- As- Asgard that really we don't ever
0: really look into it all that much. And when we do is either they're really boring, or it's blocked by jokes when we really get into like this is probably the film that explains Asgard's mythology the most, where you can really see it. Because in the sequel, is a boring film that is hard to catch the lore that's being revealed. And in the third film, or Ragnarok, there's just so many that kind of block out the mythology that, about Ragnarok that's actually being revealed. So this film is really the main film that really gives us all that backstory and all that mythology about Asgard.
3: We,
2: yeah, sure. This definitely feels more like uh, a Tolkien esque, if you wish, uh, film with all of the rounds and the different, uh, uh, different uh, races. And uh, th- that also continues in the next movie. And uh, we have this like, Earth through and with all. And when he weaves hammer, we're obviously going to get to it, and we'll talk about the plot. But I think. Uh, at least in my own opinion, I think Thor is one of the uh, best MCU films. And, I and, I, mean, and I, will be, kind of, I will completely agree with you on that. Yeah, film. and uh, uh, yeah, I, I love this film. I think uh, Loki is one of the most original villains, and uh, obviously, uh, uh, aside from uh, Tom uh, Hiddleston, who is just an amazing actor. Uh, I think he rivals uh, Robin Jr. Uh, and Charisma, and uh, he, he, like his backstory and his motivation, he just wanted his father's approval, and he was just confused by his past and um, what happened with his real father, and uh, I think it was just an amazing uh, movie. And uh, with, uh, with uh, Natalie, I, I don't particularly like uh,
3: her character. Um. Uh, like when you are in the other uh, realms, uh, um, it's definitely a great uh, yes, uh, The most enjoyable, I would say. Controversial opinion. I
0: actually love the chemistry between Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth.
3: That's what i think seen and, I mean, they're quite being can be cheap, but I always personally enjoy them. watching a the movie. I just thought it worked.
0: It has that fish out of the water comedy you know with Thor kind of hangs his
3: hammer yeah across. the the, yeah. the another thing that was great right where he, he broke the glass and said another yeah. Yeah. yeah I know he's hanging his hammer on a coat oh, here here. Be I thought that was don't the don't so
0: forgettable I don't know it's just, I don't... I'm
1: pretty sure that that was Two, but I will agree. The fish out of the water stuff is hilarious. Like the uh we're at the diner, and he drinks the coffee. And he's like, "Oh, this is good." And she, uh, and it's like, the oh, other, bam, and throws that cup on the floor. Yeah. It's
3: it's like that, this film introduces side characters, and you know the, the, we have the warriors three, the three other warriors from Asgard,
0: which have a decent role throughout this film. But unfortunately, Brad Rock just kills them off for basically no reason just casually kills these characters
3: that were so in this film it's still decent in the second film is just like, I. that's one thing, I'm not the biggest fan of Ragnarok, I feel like it kind of threw this, think at the same time, you know, this trilogy is so open. and so, you know, this film is like, has,
0: has a anthology side to it, and then also, you know, has all the sort and introduces,
3: you know, the whole Concept with the nine realms, but then the second film, super boring. Just introduces out this field, doesn't matter that much except for the fact that there's another stone. And then the third film has a comedy that like, oh, yeah, Blocks. you know blocks out yeah. the It's. Just, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. Interesting. That that kind of an unpopular opinion because they feel like third is multiple favorite. Really. Yes, hmm. <laughs> <Phase> three. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to <laughs> phase three, what we're we
1: gonna get? To third? <laughs> um. I guess thinking more into the plot of this movie when they are in New Mexico. I guess later when Shield shows up and they're. Um, you know, basically for, uh, like all fortified around the worst and then or breaking into the facility. Oh man, I, I like that scene wow. where he just starts beating him. Like, I don't know, I guess they are not FBI, but like, I guess S.H.I.E.L.D. just agents, he's just beating the tar out of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents just wow. for the fun of it. It was just nice seeing him just smacking everybody. The- right, now,
0: two things I gotta he's say. There, there are two characters that are important later in the MCU. That um were some introduced
3: in this film. Number one, Hawkeye, Hawkeye had yeah. some woman in this movie overall. I mean, he was that one scene, but yeah, you know, he was a pretty cool
0: character in the one scene he was in for sure. And you know, at first we see that some people, you know, probably didn't realize that Hawkeye would be important later, and just uh, he's probably just some random arc character if they didn't understand yeah. the comics
1: exactly and i mean his introduction was so brief and so minimal that honestly you could have even missed him if you weren't paying attention
0: yeah i mean i would disagree i personally think his introduction was good enough and i th- i think it worked for what they were trying to do and once again this film also connects into that same what if episode that i talked about with iron man 2 the this the scene where thor you know beats up all the hammer hammers also in iron man 2 and i mean honestly this Movie is just once again. I really enjoy this film. It has great action, and you know, I I personally enjoy you know the love story between um, Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth. And it also you know has lots of revelations about the Infinity Stones because the Tesseract is introduced in this film.
1: And also we get to see a brief glimpse of the Infinity Gauntlet that ended in a big old mm-hmm. plot hole for the rest of the MCU. No, yeah,
0: yeah
3: but, but. Pretty, pretty much, but I mean, mm, yeah. I, got, I, got, I got to say though, is that,
0: um, I mean, we also have a few scenes with, uh, you know, uh, the post credit scene from Iron Man 2, we never talked about it, but it sets up this film with Phil Colson.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And, I mean, Phil Colson also has a small role in this film, obviously, though. Um,
1: I,
3: Phil
0: yeah, Coulson I, I a like it.
1: Like, I actually like his role enough in this, in Thor, though, like, it's not huge, but it's like, it's enough that it's substantial, and every time he shows up, it's pretty good.
0: It is, honestly, and it makes you enjoy the character when he would soon have a decent role in Avengers, and, in fact, be pretty much one of the stars on his own, Joe, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so overall, you know, this film really sets up how he he has pretty great acting skills, for sure.
2: Yeah, and uh I agree I actually agree with you, uh Bricks and Bricks. I think this is the best uh, Thor, uh movie. And actually a hot take, I actually kinda like uh Dark World. I think the 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 Roman's uh wasn't that good, but um the the movie at its core and the concept I think was actually pretty good. Now uh please don't kill me, but, like, everybody hates on this movie. I don't know why. I think they're much uh, worse.
3: um, I don't see this film being
2: hated on rather than it being so much worse. I don't see this film being hated
0: on rather than it being utterly ignored. That's kind of what I see
1: mostly. I mean, actually, uh, Blueberry Comics, I will agree with you. I don't think that the Thor 2, which I guess we shouldn't get off topic too much, but I agree. I don't think it's a terrible, like, it's definitely one of the weakest MCU films. I won't deny I, but do I absolutely hate it or anything? No. I agree that it's kind of, like, ignored and hated on a little too much. All right,
0: all right. Before you guys talk about that too much, remember, everyone, there is going to be a Phase 2 podcast.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah, why I said I mean, we better not get too off topic.
0: All right. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, there's just so much stuff in this film that I really enjoy. And once again, the final battle, really, in this film is, on the unlike the gate with Loki, I really enjoy
1: that. Yeah, yeah I as far as, like, this final battle, like, it's not a major, I guess, high stakes. Like, it's just a small duel between the two most important characters of this film, arguably, and it's just a small stakes battle on the Rainbow Bridge, you know? Hey, we like the Rainbow Bridge, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good final battle.
2: Yeah, and I agree, like, uh, the stakes weren't high because of the, like, and unnecessary, like, uh, destroy the world plot, but because of uh, the two brothers that they actually, you know, uh, Thor loved uh, Loki and Loki, uh, loved Thor, but with everything that happened in this film, they were forced to fight each other, and uh, this was definitely an emotional one of the most en- emotional battles, I think, because like in the first, in the other uh, three uh, final battles uh like okay they were enjoyable but they weren't really emotional like you didn't feel anything you enjoyed them but you didn't feel anything uh i don't know if you agree with me but
0: uh i can definitely see what you're saying this definitely is probably the most emotional final battle that we've had yet i mean i personally would say that you felt a little bit if you in the incredible hulk final battle and a little bit in the iron man final battle just because you know Iron Man and Obadiah Stane had known each other for a while, so there was, you know, a lot of setup to that. And, obviously, um, for the Incredible Hulk, you know, Hulk's just trying to defend himself, and he doesn't want people to, you know, get their hands on, you know, the material that created him in, to be the Hulk, and how he's just trying to be a hero. And, you know, we have, obviously, the Blonsky character who also has a small arc in the film, but
2: I wouldn't say yeah, the I other one. Like, yeah, like, in the first film, we don't get, like... Uh, one thing that they failed to do is uh, is to like set up the relationship uh, between Iron Man and uh, Iron Monger because like I, like they don't feel like they know each other for years. I like I don't know if it's just me, but uh, I think that was uh, one of the weakest points to establish uh, the relationship between the two. But getting back into uh, Thor. Uh, yeah, it is, until uh, uh, now, I'm not sure if I prefer Thor or Iron Man, but they're definitely the top two uh, uh, until, like, in the first four movies of the MCU.
0: Alright, yeah, and, I mean, really, uh, the post credit scene of this film sets up Avengers very well, and, I mean, yeah, it this film and the next film set up Avengers quite a bit. So I mean, cause like I mean, this film introduces the tesseract and introduces the main villain of Avengers, oh. which I'm really uh, I'm glad that Loki was the main villain of Avengers. But obviously, we'll talk about that more when we get to the Avengers movie. And I mean, yeah, just I overall, the post-credit scene with um you know Selvig being controlled by the tesseract that was a pretty good post-credit scene as well. One yeah, of,
1: I know. It was just such a, yeah, it was a good post credit scene, like, just Loki, you know, like, kind of controlling Selvic and Selvik just mm-hmm. showing up, and we see Nick Fury in the Tesseract and all that, it was just, yeah, it was such a good
2: setup.
0: All these post credit scenes, though, really have been good. All of
2: yeah. them have been good. Yeah, and, um, well, I think it's time to get into the next movie, which is Captain America, the first Avenger.
3: Um yes.
2: Finally, yeah. yes.
3: uh, This is, is
2: very underrated. This is very underrated. I think it's 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 a great movie.
1: Oh, and, yes,
2: this uh, movie is awesome. Just, just the, the references, like uh, the "I can do this all day" um, scene. This and in Civil War, it's just an amazing scene, and I just it's 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 amazing, and how brilliantly they set this up. Um, but getting into the plot, uh, uh, it, it's 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 kind of different than the, the from the rest of the MCU because it's in nineteen it's in the World War Two and that definitely uh, you know it isn't as different as was uh, Thor um, the first movie because I think from the first moment you could tell that it's an MCU movie
1: yeah yeah i mean it was definitely different though like i mean you could tell it was an mcu movie but it was very different from the rest though with being we start like present day we see captain america frozen and then it like goes back to like right before world war ii or right around world war ii and it's just such a nice change and this whole movie is very much uh almost overstretched origin story like it's Honestly, kind of incredibly long for an origin story, which that might sound boring, but it's really not because Steve Rogers is just such an amazing character to just get to know and, you know, go through how he tries to enlist and he keeps getting rejected. And finally, he gets the opportunity um, to join and be part of this super soldier program because of just his goodness and kindness and just the way he is. And it's just such a great origin story overall, That then it doesn't feel long and drawn out. And then you have to think that then after that, we still have an entire rest of the movie, which is just action, so.
2: And really, at its core, this is a war movie. It is. It is, for sure. And we have a lot of... Great uh, fight scenes.
0: and this, Oh, yeah. And this story definitely is another great, um, you know, romance. This film has a pretty decent romance between um, Peggy uh,
1: and... Not just decent. I, I, I'm i going to correct you. You mean great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Great. <laughs> probably, the be- probably the best one so far. I mean, arguably. Yes. I, I mean, for sure, with especially... All right. I mean, honestly, it's It's just really a great origin story. I mean, I just really I really like it as an origin story, but one thing I gotta say is after the origin story's over, the movie goes downhill. <laughs>
1: I disagree. See, and that's where I fully disagree cuz you're I mean, I a lot of people hate on the World War 2 montage and all of that and say the movie starts slipping downhill, which I don't think it does. I feel like then after we get Captain America as Captain America and then we get through like him being just as like a U.S. symbol, basically. Then it gets to where he starts like, uh, no, we're going to get on with things. We're going to go save a bunch of our troops, which is great action in that scene. We He saves Bucky, and then we start taking down Hydra, which is just great. And I think that all of that action is just amazing and then leads up to just an incredible finale.
0: It has great moments, and it ha- and the finale's great, but overall, the montage itself, I don't enjoy it. I just don't, and I just, I mean, that's just one thing mm. I really don't think I like about this one. I like the origin story, I like Bucky and Steve's relationship, I like the r- romance between um, Peggy and Steve, and I like how it connects to present day with the Avengers, and, you know, obviously we have Steve, you know, joining the Avengers. I really like all of that. But, I mean, honestly, I just, I just don't think that the whole montage thing is anywhere as close to the quality of the first hour of this film. And I just I find mean, that whole montage super boring. I like the moments. I like the scene with Bucky, you know, and how he, you know, how he falls off the train setting up Winter Soldier, of course. And I like the whole... Red Skull. Red Skull's definitely a pretty good villain in this film, and I like all of his moments. But in the end, the montage itself, I don't enjoy. Hmm,
1: I I disagree. I think think uh, the entire—I mean, I will agree that the montage is probably the weakest point of the film, but that's not to say that it's a downgrade from the rest.
0: I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I prefer Thor to this film.
1: I totally disagree.
2: I mean, actually, this is tough. uh uh these three movies are Iron Man, uh, Captain America the First Avenger and uh Thor I like tied in my mind. I don't know which is better, but I I I, I love all of the, uh all of these three so uh yeah, in a ranking it would be really hard.
0: Yeah, well, I
1: mean not for so me but things, you know
0: Spoilers for the end of the video, we are going to rank all six films.
2: Yeah,
1: so yeah. So get get thinking there, gentlemen, because I know yeah. my ranking.
0: I don't I mean, I don't know. I mean, and when I give my ranking, it might be also I think one thing we're gonna do is after we get through all these podcasts, we're going I think um we should make like a ranking video of all the MCU films that you know we've or just all the Infinity Saga films. We
2: do that. Uh yeah, I and think- uh actually uh the, the the next movie that we're going to talk about, it is also oh, wait, tied. Wait, wait,
0: yeah. right. hold your horses, hold your yeah, horses. Yeah, I you know
2: am what? holding horses. I didn't say watches, although everybody knows which it is. But uh... I
0: mean, everyone knows what it is, but, like, come on. I mean, we can't just stop there. I mean, no, number one, this film has more stuff with the Tesseract, just like Thor did. So we introduced we, that. Oh, yeah, Avengers thinking
1: film. of the Tesseract, I love how it's introduced in Thor. But then, you know, us earthly people get our hands on it. And I love how the whole fact of that weapons were just started being mass produced by Hydra with an alien just artifact, which was just awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely gonna agree with that. This film just this film's good, but I just don't think it's great.
1: I disagree. I think it's great. <laughs> but it's great. you know, um, like
2: in the first phase, uh the was really the 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 evil artifact that was uh spread across all of the movies. Like most of the movies. Uh the most important ones at least. Or it was mentioned.
0: I will so I will I will um I will agree with that statement for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, talking about this again. I mean, the whole uh, you know ending scene where we see Steve. You know, he goes into the real world and you know society as of of course 2011 because he wakes up in the year this movie actually came out canonically, which is of course a year from the Avengers, and then obviously Nick Fury does meet him as well at the in the post-credit scene. Which the post-credit scene of this film is a bit different than some of the other ones. Because this post credit scene, we have a tiny scene between Nick Fury and Captain America. And then we immediately get this, like, small teaser for the Avengers. And yeah. with that, let's go ahead and get right on into what most of you have probably been waiting for. Our thoughts on
1: the Avengers. Well, let's start. It's good. No, wait, scratch it that. It's great. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: scratch that. No, no, no. It's, it's, like, it's, like, fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, well, I would say the main character in this film could be, not, well, it is a team movie, but I think Nick Fury gets a lot of uh, of screen time, and I think he's a great character. Uh, I really like like how tough his uh, uh, situation is, especially in the ending where, like, what do I do? Do I obey the uh, my boss? because uh the 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 these guys i don't remember what they were called but like they told him to uh to launch uh a, a nuclear bomb or something to blow up uh, new york so what do i do do i obey my orders or do i do what i think is morally right and so uh he was uh, there was this was a very tough situation for him and like the whole thing because he was kind of a leader in the first um the First Avengers movie before uh, Iron Man took uh, took up uh, the mantle. But, um overall, this is an amazing movie with a great villain, um some amazing fight scenes. And, like, come on, who doesn't like the the final battle? Like it was amazing
1: well, for sure. And honestly, just thinking of That's the film before board. we jump every which way in it, though, like, i mean from start to finish this film like kept you just wanting to watch it you know the action at the beginning with like the tesseract and then the whole like i don't know i guess like shield base ended up being attacked and collapsed and stuff and then you know basically nick theory saying you know this is the time we need to actually get our act together here and let's get these people that have been built up for these last number Mm -hmm. of films get them together 'Cause we have a job to do and it just went on from there and just kept you wanting more as the film went on.
0: And Phil, Coulson, and Phil Coulson's death is the one thing that causes all the Avengers to really come together.
1: Exactly. Cause you have to think like, you know, at first when like they started being brought together, then, you know, they all had their like different like egos and their just the way they acted and like their chemistry was just not that great and, and really you know serious. and then they started wanting to fight each other and like you know Iron Man and Captain America were definitely you know not agreeing all that much which actually was a good setup for later MCU films but like
0: everything in this like everything in this film pretty much
1: yeah But it was so great that then, like you mentioned, Coulson's death is the one thing that really brought them together after Loki screwed everything up with all of them, and you know it was that motivation that, with Coulson's death, that they realized, like, you know what, we need to get our crap together and we need to agree on this and do what needs to be done. So,
0: and then obviously Loki's ties to the big villain of the Infinity Saga. The first setup for Thanos is in this film.
1: Yes. Yes. Like, That's true. Because I guess, I guess we forgot to mention, like, right from the get-go, because the first stuff we see is Loki getting the scepter with the Mind Stone in it from uh, Thanos and the other, so.
2: Yeah. And, uh, actually, this, uh, this really ties uh, back into Thor, where basically Loki didn't know, like, who is my father? Is it, Um, The Frost Giant, is it it Odin? And like, uh, he needed uh, a mentor figure. And I think he kind of found him in Thanos. Because, like, he's a child of Thanos, like children of Thanos, you know. And uh, because he considers uh, him as his son. So, uh, like, every movie ties into the plot and why... Uh, uh every character does what he does and especially the this happens with Loki and I I really like how uh how his character uh, progressed from Thor uh to for Ragnarok and then Infinity War and um I I also like the trop of uh, sanity slippage where he slowly becomes a madman that he was in the first avengers movie. yeah Yeah.
1: And actually thinking just more on Loki. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite Loki scenes from this movie is the Germany scene, which is just so, so good because, you know, Loki is after or getting stuff in Germany and then it's when they, we first send captain America uh, as an Avenger versus Loki, which is just great because those are two of the MCU's best characters right there and having a great duel And in the crowd of people and just some of the messages that are brought up in that uh, is just great as well. And then, of course, Iron Man shows up, too. And then, yeah, it's just it's such a great thing. And then I guess that transitions right into the uh, scene with uh, Iron Man and Thor fighting each other. So, you know, just good stuff. Yeah. And
0: then we got, of course, we of course got Tony. Tony eating, the, you know, the food, of course, because Robert Downey Jr. had to have the food on set, of course.
2: you going <laughs> to mention the food, are, are you?
0: I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm just, I just recently watched a video about all of the Robert Downey Jr. Um, food references in the MCU. I, I don't remember who made it, but, like, I just watched the video. So I'm just, I just, I'm just trying to mention this stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, no, so- I mean, it was, it was mostly that, because what it was is Robert Downey Jr. like always just liked to eat, and he tried to hide food on the sets. And at first, directors and everything were trying to get him to quit doing it, and they just finally said, screw it, we're just going to roll with it. And so that just became a staple of the MCU with him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, yeah. Seriously. And also, in this film, we got one of the most uh, memorable quotes when Steve says, big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? And Tony says, genius, billionaire, playboy, and philanthropist. This is like just an amazing quote that only, uh, only Iron Man would say that. Like It, yeah. it just uh, shows uh, how much of an original and like um, outstanding character. He
1: well, was. and actually, and I'm glad you brought that up because that brings me to a great point. But that dialogue between Steve and Tony was great because You know, like, that's what Steve said to Tony, and he's like, you know, you're nothing without the suit, and he's like, no, I'm this, 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 and this, and then Iron Man tells Steve, though, everything special about him came out of a bottle, which is the complete opposite of what made Steve special, so, which set up later stuff for both of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was really... That was really special, and then another thing is that, like, this battle's the results of this first battle are really important. First off, for Spider-Man Homecoming with the Vulture, his origins kind of happen somewhat due to because of the results of this battle. And another thing is that, um, I know you guys haven't seen it yet more than likely, but in the new Hawkeye show, um, some of the backstory for the new Kate Bishop character does have to do with this battle and her... Seeing Hawkeye in this particular oh, battle
3: when which... a little girl.
0: No, it's not that particular little girl. Um, oh. But it's if you watch the show, you you understand. Like I think yeah. this End show. Yeah, but I will say this: that I mean, it just ties in with all that stuff really well, and really, I mean, what more? I mean, what more could you want from a team up movie? What more could you want?
1: I mean, uh, you couldn't. You can't want want much more. And the good thing about this team up movie is it was done right. Unlike Justice League, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> jo-
0: Justice League. Even though Joss yeah. Whedon directed That's this, film. was good. Okay, Joss That's Whedon. Joss Whedon directed this film, but he also Joss Whedon directed one of the best team up movies and one of the worst team up movies of all time.
2: We're getting off topic, um, and uh, like we said, just uh, every uh, sorry about that. Like uh, everybody's beliefs like clashed, and they were forced to to team up, and like this showed that it um, in the later movies that you know we're gonna talk about in the in the future, future. videos, like it wouldn't work. Like and we could see like hints uh, here and there like, Steve, uh, Thor and Iron Man, they were, uh, they were really forced to do this in this, uh, uh in this film, and, uh, like, it's, you can't just, like, um, everybody, like, uh, there were moments that, uh, like, he, it, we, we, we knew, like, uh, deep inside the movie, we knew that this would never work, and, for a long time, at least, and just, uh, it was kind of sad in the in the next movies that you know we're gonna talk about it in the future videos. I think you know which one I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean for yeah. sure. But sure. like I I will say that I mean this film just has so much going for it, and not only with Thor, Captain America, and Loki, but with like, like all the other characters. I mean. Hulk, Natasha and Hawkeye. I mean, Hawkeye is really good in this film. This really kind of solidifies his role in the MCU. And you know, at first, for the majority of the movie, he is you know obviously he's kind of under the weather because of course he was kind of you know controlled by Loki's scepter, which had the Tesseract in it. But I mean, when he no, you know, it
1: had the Mind Stone.
0: Mind Stone. Mind Stone.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You, you MCU failure. No, I'm kidding. But
0: you MCU failure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, yeah. I I mistake. I mix it up. I, I for some reason I mixed up the roles of the two Infinity Stones in this yeah. film. We forgot I to mean, talk it, about it Natasha. This film me. literally has two Infinity Stones.
2: Yeah, we forgot about the scene with Loki and Natasha. That was a great scene.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, and it, actually, it, thinking it, of I, that I, Loki. I, I like the backstory.
1: Yeah, thinking of Loki back on the helicarrier, which, by the way, the helicarrier is amazing, but Loki being on it, it makes me think of the quote that Nick Fury said. He's like, you know, of everybody on this boat, why is it that he seems like he's the only one that wants to be here? Like, you know, dang.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, I mean, another thing uh, about this is that, you know, about the uh, Black Widow backstory scene is that... um. I mean, some of that backstory is explained in Black
3: Widow, but it was set up all the way back here. Yeah. So, I mean, like also,
0: I know that see, some of you guys haven't really seen too much of Phase Four, but if you you know, I know that Bricklord really, I know that Bricklord really isn't interested in Phase Four because he just feels like the Infinity Saga, you know, kind of. Ended well,
1: that up. and also I just haven't had the time either, but.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, know the one. Too.
1: I know the movie I am waiting for, and it's off topic, but is you know Spider Man No Way Home? Yeah, so. it's, it's
2: gonna break records. It's gonna break records, I think. I uh, yeah. it'll break. It'll
0: it'll probably break records, but I think it I will, might, uh, yeah.
1: let's not get off topic too
2: much off topic though. Yeah,
0: let's no. not get, let's not get too crazy off
2: topic. Yeah, but, and, like, yeah, and yeah, start going. No no, no, no it's fine go ahead uh thank you oh well, uh what I wanted to say is like overall phase one uh in handsight in twenty twenty one it's gonna be 2022 one two in a month but whatever uh yeah it's just so many bits here and there set up for um phase three two like everything ties up it's just amazing it just beautifully crafted, and it's something that I have uh, the utmost respect uh, for Kevin Faggy for doing all this, and um, it's amazing. I think it's brilliant how everything ties together. Yeah, it really all ties
0: together. And, I mean, honestly, I think that we've talked and talked about these movies, some of them way more than others, because we personally enjoy them more, but I think that it's about time to go ahead and, um, First off, before we rank all six films, I think we should give our thoughts on phase one as a whole, and I mean, what we think of generally, what, the, what you would give this phase overall as a score out of 10 for this phase. And I think I'll just start it off with uh, my personal rating out of 10 for this phase would probably have to be a 7 out of 10. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I just think that this phase had lots of good films in it, but also it had some, you know, some questionable ones that weren't really quite as good, like The Incredible Hulk. I mean, it's a good film, but it also is somewhat of a black sheep to the MCU, and it's a bit different. And then Iron Man 2 really had quite a few problems with the pacing and had lots of stuff it wanted to do, but really didn't do it all very well. But then we have movies like Thor, Captain America... Iron Man, and The Avengers, which were really good, and really enjoyable movies, so overall, I mean, maybe not 7 out of 10, that was probably too low, I think I'll bump it up to a 7.75 out of 10, this was overall a very good face, and it had some good movies in it, but, I do think that there were just some problems with, to the movies, and I don't think there's any movie that I would consider almost perfect, or like, I mean, maybe The Avengers, but, Really, I don't think there's really any film that I would consider close to perfect in this phase.
3: Okay.
1: So, I mean, I guess as for my ranking for phase one out of ten, like, honestly, I think I will even bump it up a little more than yours i think i will give it at least an eight if not like maybe an 8.5 because honestly the only film out of phase one i really have issues with is obviously iron man two honestly i don't think the incredible hulk is that bad and people just black sheep it and knock it to the side unnecessarily when if you really dig into it it's really not a bad film and so my issues only come with iron man two which is only one movie out of phase one so it i mean you know you can just go without watching it honestly and be just fine and with that i think you know an 8.5 out of 10 for phase one
2: okay so uh my thoughts on phase one as a whole well i think i'm gonna give it an 8 out of 10 uh i definitely agree with your thoughts um four of these movies are tied at least in my mind well actually three uh, and I only have some uh, problems with Iron Man Two. Um, Incredible Hulk is a bit of an average movie, but it definitely has its uh, it, its its moments here and there. And uh, of course, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America and Avengers are some really good movies that um, I think they're not only enjoyable but memorable. And um, Phase One is, in my opinion, one of the strongest phases in. The whole MCU and has some of the best movies. So yeah, eight out of ten.
0: All right, and now we are going to rank all of the films in the
2: MCU to our yeah. full opinions. And I'm you want not- to get an average from like our three rankings?
0: I think yeah. I think I will. So basically, uh, I'm gonna have to be typing this somewhere. But anyway, my number six. Is going to be, and this is hard because I, I, I mean, I like I said, I personally think that um, the Iron Man 2 is a bit better than some of you say it is. I think it's a bit better. But I, I, mean, agree. I agree. I mean, I personally would say though that I personally I'm gonna have to say the Incredible Hulk. Now, I know that some of you guys are saying the Iron Man 2 is worse, but I just think I gotta put this one at the bottom just because I found. I just find it to be a bit average, but I just feel like, yes, the Iron Man 2 has its problems, but I just find it a bit more enjoyable to watch. As much as I did say that I paused it quite a few times while watching it the last time I did, I still think that it has lots of good things about it that we really didn't talk about, so that's why I am going to put the Incredible Hulk at 6 and Iron Man 2 5. And um, for my ratings for those films, I give The Incredible Hulk probably a solid... Um, I'd probably give them both a 7. I'd probably give them both a 7 out of 10. So that's just my personal opinion. 7 out of 10 for both of those films. And coming in at number 4, I think I'm going to be um, placing... So this is another hard choice. Like, Phase 1 has lots of... Good films in it but personally for my ranking I think that the film that out of the four that we have left I'm gonna say is Iron Man which yeah maybe is a bit of a interesting opinion I just personally think that that the three other films are just a tiny bit better it, it's a great start to the MCU don't get me wrong but it has its problems Oh, but I Stain could have been developed more, and the movie is is it's it has a couple boring moments and I just feel like there's some plot lines that could be developed a bit more. But don't get me wrong, it's a good film and a big step up from my bottom two, so I'm definitely gonna give it a 8 out of 10. And at number 3, I have Captain America the First Avenger. This is another great movie. I really enjoyed this film. But one thing I said, obviously, I did not like the montage of, like, all the battles that Captain America had. I personally was not a big fan of that. I just had my problems with it, to be honest. It did have good moments within it, but really, I feel like the first hour of the film with the whole origin story is the best part of the movie by far. And I think that Captain America the First Avenger is also going to get... Eight out of ten. So, yeah. And then getting into my top five, my number two is going to be Thor. I really enjoyed this film. This is my favorite of the Thor films, and I did not have that many problems with it. I love the mythology. I personally like the romance between Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth in this film, and I also really like Loki. Odin's pretty cool, I like everything with the frost giant. There's so many notable things I find great about this movie. So overall, I think I'm gonna have to give it a 9 out of 10 for all of that. So, um yeah, I'm going to give Thor a solid 9 out of 10. And obviously, at number one is the Avengers. I mean, you can't go wrong with this film. So much special stuff about this film. Really, it's just it's a team-up movie, it's great. I'm sure no one's going to question me for putting this one at number one, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of you put it at number one as well. But yeah, overall, this film, 9.25 out of 10. It's a very solid film.
1: Okay. All righty. Um, for me... I guess I'll go ahead and do my rankings here in sixth and last place for if you guys couldn't tell. No surprise for me is Iron Man 2. You know, if you couldn't tell anybody watching this and you guys, you can tell I don't like this movie. It's bland. It's boring. It has sloppy characters. It just is bad. You know, I don't care for this movie. I've only watched it like Once all the way through, and I don't plan to watch it all the way through again anytime soon. So moving on to my number five is The Incredible Hulk. Oh, I guess for Iron Man 2, my rating out of 10, 3.5. I don't care for this movie. Um, but as for, uh, number five is incredible Hulk. Like I said, I'll agree. It's kind of a black sheep of the MCU, but I think that people should give it a little more credit than they usually do. Um, I don't think it's as terrible as people make it out to be. So for that, I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. Um, moving on to my number four is going to be Thor. And I like this movie, it was different, it was kind of mythological, and it was a good way to introduce kind of space and magic to the MCU, and Thor was pretty good, the casting was good in this movie, so overall pretty darn good, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. For my number 3 is going to be Iron Man, our good classic start to the MCU, Um, I think it has just a few parts where it's a little slow, um, but overall it's a really good movie, and Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is just great. And yeah, I like this movie a lot. 8.5 out of 10. My number two, this will be controversial ish to bricks on bricks, but is Captain America, the first Avenger. And I love this movie. I love every part of this movie. The long, amazing origin story. The World War II montage is just great. And the final battle is just emotional, climactic, and just action-packed. So definitely a win for me, 9 out of 10 for Captain America. And, of course, the number one, which is probably no surprise to anybody, is, of course, The Avengers. Everything about it's great. Um, You know, I'm not going to say too much because it's great and everybody knows it's great. And for that, it's a 10 out of 10 because it's the classic amazing team-up movie that was well done, and it was the one that was done right from the beginning.
2: All right. Uh, coming into my ranking, now, I am a bit harsher uh, when I when it comes to my uh, score of 10, because I simply don't think like from 9.5 to 10, I I rarely give these scores. Like, I will give these to my top 5 movies, maybe, and top 10. So, coming in at number 6 is Iron Man 2 with 5 out of 10. This is just an average movie for me. It's just nothing, nothing really special. Like uh, aside from like two scenes or something like that, it just isn't special. And I don't, I don't really care about it. It's, it's, it's okay. So, it's fine. Like I don't hate it, but I don't, but I don't think it's worth it uh, either. So uh, coming in at number five is Incredible Hulk. Now I give this movie a five point five out of ten. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it again, maybe. No, I think I'll I'll stay with 5.5 out of 10. This is, again, kind of like Iron Man 2. It's not really worth it. Uh, It does have more moments than uh, Iron Man 2. I think that the villain was better and the character was... Well, I think... uh, Well, no, Iron Man uh, is better than than, um, Hulk in this movie. So, yeah, it did suffer a bit from... Uh, the lack of uh, of a charisma that uh, Edward Norton has. Like I don't really, I don't have anything uh, against this guy, but I, I don't think he 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 portrayed the character uh, good. I think he was fine maybe, but uh, yeah, this was a bit above average. And then the next four films, uh, there's a huge gap between five and four. Iron Man it comes in at number four with an eight out of ten. This was a great movie. Uh I definitely like uh, the origin. The first act was really good, but it does suffer a bit from the third act, and so and that's why it comes in at number four. And then my number three is maybe a bit controversial, uh controversial, it's Avengers. Now I don't have anything against this movie. I think it's pretty good. I think it's actually great, but I don't think it's, like, the 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 next two, I think, are a bit better. So, um, yeah, I, I give it an 8.5 out of 10, and it stays at number 3. Now, my runner-up is Thor. Now, Thor is a great movie with a fantastic villain, and uh, the mythology is uh, pretty good. I don't, like, the only reason it doesn't come in at number 1 is because I don't particularly like the... Uh, The the subplot with uh, Natalie Portman. I think it was kind of boring, but I did like the fish out of water um, like scenario and uh, Yeah, I do think it's a pretty great uh, if not amazing movie and so I'll give it an 8.6 out of 10 and then I have My favorite my personal favorite from phase one, which is Captain America the first Avenger and I have a nine uh an eight point eight out of ten for this movie. The um, I I'm just a sucker for like war type movies and I think they greatly combine it with some uh with North mythology and the villain like combined with Thor, I think it was a great mix of war and then also uh, Marvel scenes with a bit of humor but also emotion. So I think it was a great movie. Just I love um I love Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers as a character, and I think just an amazing movie. And so that's why it comes in at number one. Oh. And the average for all this is 7.7 7 out of 10. And um, yeah, bricks uh, uh, go I, ahead. I thought
0: it was 7.67, all right, but really, who cares? Average out, really, it's 7.7 out of 10 anyway. But really... Yeah, I think this does encapsulate all of our rankings for the MCU movies. I do think that it's about a 7.75 out of 10 for the face. Definitely, uh, my opinion for the 7.75 is definitely about what I would give it. And really, honestly... All of our rankings, you know, are a bit different because we all have different opinions on these movies. We all think different movies are more special than others for different reasons. I personally have a very, have a controversial opinion with Captain America, the first Avenger. And, I mean, yeah, that probably is, you know, why all of our rankings are
2: going to be different, you know. You know, some of us just have different opinions on movies. But yeah, really- and I think I think it's a fun part because we come and discuss, and we have some we share some uh, same opinions, but you know, we're not the same person, so we're gonna have different uh, opinions. And uh, you know, I might prefer. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Which is great because, like, you know, we all aren't going to necessarily have the num- same number one and stuff, but we definitely have ours that we like can agree on, but we definitely have those that we disagree on. And so it's, you know, it's just that kind of That's the way it goes. You know, nobody's going to totally agree on everything the exact same. So,
2: yeah, I think our top four are the same. Like, we have uh, the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 in like six and the fifth spot. And then. Uh, we have various uh, rankings and opinions of the the other four uh, movies. All right. And that about
0: does it for this podcast, honestly. So, I mean, definitely really enjoyed talking about all six of these movies, and we will have more videos coming. We will have a few rankings, and I think we will definitely have probably a Spider-Man No Way Home review once all of us have seen it make a
1: movie review of course that. i'm gonna see it no i'm kidding <laughs> Yeah, Y'all better and, be opening day no i'm kidding but you know
2: so we're also planning a little project uh with uh you know not gonna reveal anything but um yeah
0: yeah we'll definitely be doing more podcast episodes they won't be weekly just kind of whenever we have time to make them and i know the editing in this video wasn't like perfect or anything close to like pitch perfect but we all, we, I think it's a good start for this channel. And yeah, stay tuned for everything else we will be, you know, doing on this channel, especially with um some of the other projects, such as like fantasy news. We'll be talking about, you know, like m- recent, you know, like Don't news. Say, <laughs> I won't he, give you. You'll see. see. All right, all right, yeah. I won't spoil anything because Blueberry Comics does not really so I'm sure there's something he has in store for that but yeah I think that completes our ranking and our thoughts on all six of the MCU films so is there anything you guys want to say before we wrap it up
1: Uh, not too much just it was great to get to talk about phase one and, and definitely can't wait till we talk about our next set for phase two but yeah it was great
2: yeah, it really was. I love discussing with you guys and uh, hearing your, your opinions. And, you know, we agree. We disagree sometimes. And uh, that's, a fun, that's a fun part. And, uh, yeah. That's all from, uh, from me. And, uh, yeah. It was a, We had a great time.
0: All right. Thank you guys for watching this video. And make sure you keep keep Yeah, 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 yeah. This outro is not finalized. I probably am going to need to um, come up with a better outro for the next
3: podcast. Maybe, like,
2: I can say make sure and you say to and Bricolor says subscribe, maybe. All right, we'll come up with it.
0: We'll, yeah we'll come up with a better intro. Just say something
2: generic like I don't know subscribe
1: yeah, yeah. And all yeah. yeah. we'll sure, we'll come up sure. with a better outro <laughs>
0: yeah make sure make sure to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already and like the video Ring that noti- push that notification bell and you know maybe leave a comment. obviously this is going to be a very small channel at first, and you know
3: you don't have to say
0: that like I, I don't.
2: I know, right? I'm going we're going to fix it. Yeah, up. like okay, we know we have like one subscriber, like but like we don't yeah. have to mention that.
0: We we don't. Alright. You know what? I'm just gonna shush up and You can just say an intro.
2: Like an outro. And just record something like that. I don't know. If uh, you want to. Yeah, I don't um I mean Or okay, let's just do it now and then you can cut the uh the previous part. I I don't think I'll be able to you know what? Here's what i'll record
0: i'll i'll just you know i'll just going to you know i'll just i don't know i i think uh i it's gonna, i don't know
2: here's the thing. all of this and record something alone it's okay, i guess
0: here's what I'll do i think we should just we'll just keep all of this for now, i mean it's
1: We'll keep it's all this because anybody watching, it's hilarious bloopers. You can laugh at all of us just being yeah, not it's... having all of our crap together. So, you know, we'll have an actual real outro by the next time. So,
2: yeah, it, it really is a podcast. Like, OK, we can uh, we can forget something or I don't know. It's right. we, we're not prepared. We don't have like a, a paper where we read everything we, we say. So, yeah, it's not scripted. Just rambling about stuff gambling that's a good way to put it. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, well, here you go. So, thank you guys for watching and keep up with the media.
3: And so yeah. Bye. yeah. All right. See ya.